0: welcome to the about us podcast where we talk about and with people who have a purpose a passion an idea and even faith and i'm your host maria magdalena latvi hello everyone and welcome back to the about us podcast i know it's been so long since the last episode for this episode i actually recorded it in march 2021 and then I got busy, and then things reopened, summer happened, I never really had the time to edit it. But finally I did. I finally did that. And so I'd like to apologize for, um, apologize to the guest of this episode, who is Chris, aka Lugart, for taking all this time. This episode is probably my favorite one so far um i see chris like as a model (laughs) i really look up to him because i don't know i really relate to him as an artist and to his process and you know to to finding your calling and all that so and we also share the same birthday like can you imagine this is a huge honor yeah (laughs) i'm just freaking out right now (laughs) I'm a big fan here. So I'm not going to say much in the introduction. I think everyone should listen to Chris and what he has to say. We laughed a lot. Um, it's probably the rawest interview uh, I've, I've done. Uh, just a really great one. Thank you, Chris, for being yourself, for sharing all that, for being open and really kind and keep doing what you do. You're really inspiring a lot of people maybe you don't know that but you, you're very inspiring so here's chris in his own words so who is chris okay introduce yourself what like what do you do what have you studied where are you where are you from <laughs> All that kind of stuff.
1: so I, I i say i'm chris from lugart but i'm actually chris i guess from abu dhabi i was born in abu dhabi no way 1986, yeah, yeah, yeah. Born in Abu Dhabi, that's where my parents met. And that's where I guess I was conceived because I was born there. Uh, <laughs> and then I moved to Montreal for the bigger part of my life uh, when I was three years old until like, you know, my first real, my, first, my second real job, I'd say. Uh, I moved to Ottawa for, you know, engineering job and everything. So my name's Chris. <laughs> uh, I run the company Lugart. Okay. Um, it's also my artist name, Lugard. So it's not really a company. Uh, forget that I said it's a company. Lugard is an artist. I'm an artist, and I create illustrations, uh, anything that's on the web, uh, graphic design in general. Uh, if, if you know my style, I like creating geometric, fun uh, artwork, uh, and sometimes I like mixing it with motion graphics. I love things that uh, you know are kind of alive. And when you combine all of those things on the web, it's just beautiful. And that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, just put everything on the web. So I'm very digital based as an artist. Um, so, like I was saying, um, I studied mechanical engineering. Yeah. What? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it seemed like the most, the closest thing to, to design in my mind back then. Uh, that made some kind of decent amount of money. I could make a living out of it. So I was like, "Yeah, if I can design and make a living, I assume it's it's fun." And it's not at all what I what I ended up doing. Like I, my first real engineering job was actually a management job in Ottawa, uh, where I was managing you know projects, um, you know workers who were doing elevator repairs and stuff like that. And uh, I, you know, what I enjoyed the most of that the people. That's it. Uh, I didn't enjoy uh, necessarily, the, the type of work it was, okay. but I enjoy dealing with people. And when I deal with people, I usually try to, you know, to, to grasp them, to understand them. And that's where, you know, I kind of like enjoyed drawing. That's how I like drawing people. That's why I think I, I like getting their likeness and who they are with, you know, the minimal number of lines. So uh, I don't know. Did I answer the question about who I am? Yeah, yeah, what you I, did. I, no, <laughs> that's a good introduction. <laughs> I go on tangents. you better put me back in? Back on track. If I go on too many but, tangents,
0: what, what happens when you say things? Uh, I get questions, so then I'm like, okay, I need to this. <laughs> so,
1: like, I'm so sorry. No,
0: no, that's good. That's good. That that's how I want it to be. Like a good conversation, right? Nice. So, yeah. um but when did you discover that? Like you have that talent, though. Like I in university, you, cho- you chose a specific path, oh, right? Man. But, like,
1: oh, I love you- this question. <laughs> Various parts of my life in okay. different styles, I'd say. So, uh, I was a kid. I always drew when I was a kid. My parents all give me pen and paper. They could leave me there for hours. Hopefully, I can do it with my kids. That would be super awesome. They already like drawing, so that's the first step. But uh, So, I really love being alone, drawing, focusing on that. And I guess I started my craft very, very early on when I was, uh, you know, whatever, three, four years old, probably. Um, and then... You know, as you grow older, you, reality kicks in, uh, different types of pressures kick in, um, and you, you just kind of lose you, you're scared to fail, okay But before all this failure idea happened, I remember like I was in, in grade three, primary grade three, and there's where my teachers saw that I loved drawing and that I could draw. I didn't think of it like I could draw, I just think of it I thought of it as like, this is a hobby I'm enjoying. And my teacher was like, wow, this is beautiful. And that gave me the first spark of confidence that, wow, I was good at something. I remember that day very clearly. I was drawing, like, I think a truck. uh, And it was part of your homework. And I brought it back. And she was like, wow, that's amazing. It's great. And my friend beside me had a truck drawn by his parents. Like, his parents drew the truck. It It was like a 3D thing. It wasn't at all, like, on my level. I was, like, just i was good for a third grader you know and but she didn't say anything about that drawing because she's like his parents probably drew it and i could see that was like wow that was magnificent but that teacher gave me the confidence to really love drawing at that point drawing not even art just drawing and being in you know just using a pen and a paper so anyways you grow older and you you feel like okay that's what i want to do like you're in grade six you're you know You're like, wow! I want to be a comic book artist. It was what I wanted to be. That was my passion. That was my goal. And then you know, high school kicks in, and then you meet all kinds of people. Um, You meet all kinds of teachers. Different priorities. You know, your basketball team. You're doing music here and there. And drawings start to disappear. Was more like an entertainment thing for me. I would entertain my friends with my drawings. You know, I draw weird things, nasty things, sometimes bad things, fun things. Uh, funny situations people would laugh and i'd love that feeling of entertaining them <laughs>
0: you yeah, know yeah, with my yeah.
1: drawings it was just so satisfying
0: did you like uh, would they ask you would they be like i need a request like they would yeah they would yes. be like, do
1: this for me oh like, man. I mean. <laughs> so cool yeah draw this we'd have drawing contests like it's it's a weird co- concept for like when you're in school but it would be uh, someone would draw something someone else would draw the same thing and then someone would be the judge and be like this one wins, you know. And you'd have like three <laughs> rounds. It was such a cool concept. I loved it. It was like why one of the reasons I loved going to school. Weird. Another reason I loved it is people used to ask me to do their art homework. No. <laughs> yeah, in high school, I didn't capitalize on that. I could have made a business. I could have had, you know, if Instagram or all those things and existed back, then, I could have had like Instagram feeds of people's art homework that I made. You know, and be like, this is uh, homework for my buddy, uh, Joe. And it was done in three hours, uh, paid zero dollars for me. I'm an influencer, you know. So uh, I used to do art homework for my friends as well. And I never thought of taking money because I didn't it, didn't. it didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it for you. One day someone's like, I really need it. I, I, I said, I can't. I, I have so much to do. And they're like, I'm going to pay 20 bucks. I'm like, what? <laughs> I took it. And I'd say that's my, probably my first uh, transaction <laughs> in high school. It was, uh, you know, um, art homework I did for somebody. Anyways, moving forward, uh, I, I still loved art, but not as much as when I was a kid. And then, you know, I went to engineering. I forgot about art. But one thing that stuck with me is I'd always do the graphic design. And like, you know when you do reports in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't care about the report. I cared about how the report looked. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> Like colors we use, like the fonts and like the layout, uh, you know, and uh, what the page numbers, all this this detail, the graphic design behind the report, and that's when I was like, maybe I like doing graphic design and just arts better than engineering. I didn't even know about Photoshop in in, in university. In university, I'm talking about 2005 to nine. I didn't know about Photoshop. I was coloring my, my my the reports by by like a Crayola like I was like actually doing like hand drawn colored reports and stuff uh, f- for the drawings and stuff and one day my buddy in 2009 he was like what are you doing I was, I was like I'm just coloring this design for the, the report we're gonna submit he's like come to the computer lab with me we went to the computer lab and he showed me Photoshop and I was like mind blown I could color things in like one second you know because you you know like and you could like edit you could have layers you could have depth to your art digital art you know so I started just getting obsessed mixing my my uh, hand-drawn art with digital art and that's how I, I kind of got into art but then again, I didn't even think of anything about it. I, I, got, I, I, just, I just continued my life and art was like a hobby, was a secondary thing, wasn't going to make real money. I didn't, I didn't even fathom that art would make money somehow, some way for me. So um, I just kept on doing what I had to do. I was working at an elevator company, managing people, uh, You know, not even really in engineering. And then at some point I was doing artwork at the elevator company. Like art kept coming back to me all the time. You know, I was like drawing caricatures of the people around me. I was doing uh, a calendar design for like the company, you know, and stuff like that. I wasn't getting paid much, or you know, they'd like, hey, here's like a little bonus for this. And I didn't care. I was like, wow, I was doing art. So it kept following me, kept pushing. It kept, you know, telling me, like, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? And I wouldn't listen until one day I was like, all right. You know I, I I have to figure this out I'm not that happy doing elevator stuff Some yeah. people love it I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm happy doing drawing I'm happy making art and uh, I started doing it as a side gig like everyone else you know whenever the moon would come up I, I just just learned software learn more techniques, practice and I was in Ottawa on my own back then, uh, so I had all the time in the world to practice at night and I was lucky you know if I was in Montreal I'd be my friends all the time so you know life brings you to yeah. a different area all the time and I was like why am I in Ottawa what is this I want to be my friends in Montreal and uh, it got me to practice and appreciate Montreal from the outside so that's how uh, that's how I came up with my first uh, you know cool illustration the city line of Montreal I, I looked at it from the outside coming in you know I was like wow Montreal is pretty you know and that's yeah that's it Anyways, so that's kind of, like, how I started my art, how it followed me throughout my life, and it's still following me now, so,
0: yeah. I see some parallels, because um, for me, too, like, Ottawa is the city that, like, I had to focus, where I focused on myself, and all my friends were in Montreal, but I was like, no, I need to do my thing, and I'm going to go to work, and <laughs> i yeah, like, I had yeah. all this, you know, it wasn't, right? For me, That that's Ottawa, a bit, um, and, uh, but, like, I feel, yeah, like, I like that. Um how you how you discovered Photoshop for me too it was a f- like it was at school and the friend showed me a bit and then I just learned on my own until we had some classes like in high school we could take Yeah lucky. um and I feel like yeah um I don't know it's it's always um like it's it's not necessarily a coincidence but it's like some things that go on your path that lead you to where, you know, you, you go here, you meet this person, you go to this computer lab to learn this, 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 and then, you know.
1: <laughs> I love two things about that. Uh, Ottawa is a focused city. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. For, for, <laughs> for people in Montreal. No? <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean? It's like, it's like a very specific zone, you know. When, you, when you're from Montreal and you hear Ottawa, unfortunately, or gets new or whatever, you're like a ah, second rate or like boring city. That's the first thing people say about Ottawa. <laughs> But it's, it's getting richer now. It's it's booming. Everything's booming in Ottawa. And Montreal is just so saturated with so many people, so many great people, uh, so many great things, businesses and everything. But Ottawa is, is starting to follow, you know. And um, at the same time, it's still the city where you can like <laughs> – it doesn't have as many clubs and restaurants as Montreal. So you can still figure out like, okay, well, I can focus and. Yeah, my craft at night or whatever the hell I'm doing in the city. There's less to do outside, but how about I focus on myself inside, like on myself, and get better at something? That's I think that's what I used Ottawa um, for uh, as an artist. It's, it was my my zone to focus and get better at something like tenfold. I wasn't. I was. I sucked at Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop when I came to Ottawa. I couldn't really use the tool to its full potential. I, ca- I was kind of learning everything as I. As I said, oh, let's learn this tool now. You know, YouTube and all, all those yeah. tutorials used to go through. Ottawa is a focused city to get better at something. Yeah. Okay. And if you're if you're single and you're alone and you can do this, you have the time. Best city for that, I'd say. Uh, the other thing you said about you know how I'm not sure what, if you said it, but I, I i i made a I made a parallel. It's about you know, um, if you don't dissociate from the current. Uh, environment you're in. Let's say you're in an environment and you say, ah, I want to be this. But your environment is not geared towards that. You know what I mean? Some some people have, uh, you know, financial issues. Some people have uh, very, uh, very uh, stressful, uh, you know, pressures. Like, you know, your parents are like, you got to be this. You got to be a doctor, or a lawyer. Some people have friends that just want to party with them all the time. And then you don't have time for yourself. Yeah. So, having to dissociate from that environment you know helps you focus on what you want to become versus what you are becoming in your environment do you know what i mean like okay. uh, if i stayed in montreal during the time where i was kind of like a teenager got my first job i would have never gotten back into illustration i i i, I mean i can't say that but I, I would have not easily gotten back into illustration uh, the way i did um, it would have taken me probably twice the time three times the time or ne- maybe never would have happened because uh, you know you, you I don't know I'm just saying things like that but I know that in Montreal I had to become an engineer or a doctor or whatever you know I had to go play play around my friends I had to go meet everyone it was a lot you think of you think of it right when yeah. I came to Ottawa I had a different set of friends great friends I met in Ottawa by the way I had a different set of priorities I had more time on my hands which is rare More time on your hands when you're, like, in your first job, a teenage, post-teenager, you know, and you're looking for yourself. Having more time is actually pretty good for meditation and, like, for figuring out what you want to do. So long story short, yeah. Uh, Dissociate yourself from the environment you're currently in sometimes and then figure shit out. And then you can decide to go back in that environment later on or just stay where you are and see how you evolve. Yep.
0: Cool, eh? I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's, I love the discussion. <laughs> it's super awesome. No, there's so much, like there's so much insight. Like I'm thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> like, so relatable. Right?
1: We gotta, we gotta write this stuff down. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's, let's write a book. <laughs> next <time>. Honey
1: two. <laughs> Honeyface two.
0: Yep. <laughs> so I went uh, on your Instagram page and and went all the way back to see how you evolved from like like your previous. Or the, like, the oh. first Moshi to go there. Like, I'm so embarrassed now. No, oh. no. Because I really wanted to know. Because I love seeing the evolution. Like, I was like, what? Like, did he, he always come up with that, like, that idea? Like, or was it different? So, like, how was the process? How was this? Oh,
1: man. I love your questions. No joke, like, I love these <laughs> questions. Because they make me, like, think back on, like, what, how, how I came to this point. It's a good reflection. It helps me actually move forward, these questions. Um, so when I started off, like I started off getting back into illustration because of, uh, an artist that I saw online, uh, who was the sole reason I probably got back into illustration. Okay. His name is Stanley Chow. He's like a world renowned face illustrator, caricaturist, portrait, whatever you want to call him. He does faces perfectly. And I saw him on Facebook once. I just fell on his page and I was like, Wow. This is amazing, you know. I just looked at the minimalism he used to 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 create a face, to to, to get a facial expression, the the minimum number of like shapes and lines or whatever, and I was like so captivated by it. And that just gave me the passion to get back into illustration in in, in a heartbeat. I was like, oh my god, I want to get back into this. And that's that's I was in Ottawa at that point, so that's when I started learning all the tools to get back into it. That's when I realized Stanley Chow was making a living out of art and that's when I was like wow I I want to do the same thing this is my calling I it's been following me and you know and that's when I started doing caricatures of people around me and stuff like that I was like doing the same kind of like look and feel and everything and it got a little internet uh, bad rap if you want to know what I mean if you know what I mean like you know some I didn't know the internet was so connected you know so I, I kept doing these Pieces that kind of resembled his style a bit and other artists sometimes, you know, I like I was discovering what was going on. This was my art school at that point. I was in Ottawa that was discovering digital arts. So I'd copy other artists just to learn but and, and publish them online. And sometimes I guess people who are big fans of that artist called me out and like what the hell is wrong with you you're just copying him he's a you know like almost like I can't do this you know and I was like wow the internet is very restrictive at this point <laughs> I was like well, how what am I doing it got me so and I was like I'd say I was probably a year into illustration getting back into it I was like wow at that point I wanted to quit drop everything I just all the negativity that people were putting on that you know some of the stuff I was doing I was like this is ridiculous I can't handle this this is this, this bullying or this like fandom of people uh, it was just too too harsh and it got me got me down big time I was gonna quit illustration I was like wow I, I actually wanted to do this and now I don't want to do it anymore it was it was a dark point anyways long story short I got myself up I, I just you know I, I started drawing again um, after this like second hiatus of like not doing anything anymore and I I At some point, my buddy was like, "Hey, Chris, uh, I'm in my new apartment in Montreal, and I want to get a piece of art. Can you create something about Montreal and, you know, just the city? Draw it for me, whatever." And I had a totally different idea of what he wanted. I I was like in my head, like maybe, maybe I'll just draw like, uh, you know, like a city, like a 3D city or whatever. Maybe he wants something that looks like that. And no joke, at some point. I was with I was with Joyce at that point. I had met Joyce. I'm lucky that I had met Joyce at that point. Uh, I just I tabled that project for like months. I was like, ah, I ain't gonna do this. You know, like maybe one day if he asked me again. And she just looked at me. She's like, just uh, I was just depressed one day. Like, one of those days where you're always depressed. You know, like those those bad days. You're like, ah, I don't do anything. Whatever. So just take a shower and just start drawing like she you know this was new and we were new in our relationship it wasn't like we were like 10 years in or anything we're we're still not 10 years in but you know she told me just 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 take a shower and draw like just do it you know because she started hearing me like nag all the time and that's when the city line appeared that's when i started drawing like you know. those lines, the, the this Montreal City. I just had the list of, you know, uh, landmarks from Montreal that my buddy had given me, and I was like, let's just do it. And I had drawn that thing, like, I swear, in 20 minutes, like, the, the, it's the beginning of it, the, the middle part of the Montreal City line. Then I showed it to her. I was like, what do you think of this? She's like, that's pretty amazing. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, like, what is this in my head? I didn't even know how to use Adobe Illustrator to its full potential back then. So whatever I was doing at that point... Was also uh, it's it has its charm because it was based on the the max knowledge I knew of the software. So I was like drawing like you know line art and stuff. I thought that was the extent of the software. So little did I know, but that became my style. That became that city line became my style. It became my brand. Who 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 I am as an artist. And uh, anyways. So I, I got that I, I was so happy I got this and it got good reception from people around me. I sent it on to MTL Blog and everything, and it, it got a good traction. That where it, I saw it, other.
0: <laughs> MTL what? Blog. Yeah, this is where I yeah. saw it the first time. Like so, yeah, it's- those
1: guys. I love those guys, <laughs> MTL Blog. They they uh, they helped me uh, catapult my um, my design dream, my illustrator dream, making me feel more like a legit artist. So uh, shout out to those guys because they're they're they, w- without them I would have never had that extra confidence that I could be uh, an artist. Even then, I had the imposter syndrome. Even today, I have the imposter syndrome. But that's how I got my first, like, my style, like, uh, you know, uh, of the city line. Uh, I still kept doing those caricatures on the side, the Stanley Chow-looking ones. And something was bugging me at that point, because I had evolved as an artist. I was like, you know, this is my style. You know, this is Montreal, city line stuff. Wow, that's me. Then I was like, what if... Someone tried to steal that from me. How would I feel? Like, shit. And then I was like, there is where the race to try and find something for myself. Because I love drawing people. So I never wanted to stop doing that. But I was like, I can't keep drawing this look and feel. It's it's too close to my hero. Like, Stanley Chow was too close to that. So uh, I was like, what if I use the thick lines I use in my city lines to kind of make the outline of the characters and stuff? And that's where I think at 2015... My 2015, 16, whatever. I was like, let's try that once. And I called it uh, lug back then. People don't know what a Lug was. was. Like, what's a Lug? It sounded like a drug. You know, I was like, oh, no, it's not a drug. <laughs> I was like, it's a portrait of, uh, in my style, you know. Uh, anyways, fast forward several years. I said, you know, emojis were like starting to be the real thing. So I was like, what if I called it, I was in the shower. I was like, what if I called it a Lug art emoji? A luge emoji. Oh, a luge emoji. You know? And it wasn't rolling off my tongue back then. I was like, that's kind of weird, you know? But then I was like, uh, Snapchat has their own. Uh, Apple's going to have their own. So I called it a lu emoji because it's a Lugard art emoji, and that's it. That's that's where I came up with the term, the style and everything. And I have been drawing those guys in the same style for like th- four or five years now. Um, it's become also my style for drawing people. So I, gu- I, I guess <laughs> the unifying factor in my design style is like the thick lines <laughs> and the use of like bold colors maybe i don't know what do you think that sounds legit
0: no yeah i see the pat like the pattern or the consistency right like if you see yeah. the skyline you also it refers back to the caricatures or vice versa right like you know it's yeah. you. like we know it's it's from Lugart, right like yeah um, and it's funny because I feel like every time you had a great idea was after taking a shower which is, which is like, no because it reminded me of a podcast I heard a podcast okay and they were saying how the, like good. artists had their great ideas in the shower like and, and it happens to me too what?
1: I didn't even do the connection there. I just thought, "What shower do I take?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, the shower before the Montreal City Line." Oh, and the shower t- to name my Lugart emojis. What? Emojis. That's legit. Yes. Thank. Thank God, I take showers
0: for various reasons. <laughs> and that. So, yeah, that's for for obvious reasons. Thank God, <laughs> but like for. You know, like- but that's also good. for your art. Right, that's you know. But wait, why Lug? Like where did Lu come from before getting to like oh. Lugmoji?
1: Like <laughs> my, my mom's made a name. So okay, my name's Chris Sweden, right? Yeah. Uh well, has like five vowels. So <laughs> Bene's last name, there's no double. It's like it's just it's not Google searchable. <laughs> Even if I tell you Suedan, you're gonna write it five different ways before you get it right. So it's like I gotta find something that's a little more Search engine optimization friendly. I don't know, like uh, web friendly. So I was like, what if I? I think my mom's maiden name. My mom's maiden name is um, lugar. This is Spanish uh, for uh, place. My mom is from the Philippines, right? So, uh, so she has a Spanish um, last name, lugar. L u g a r. I'm like ah. And then back then I was like, oh, I want to make it even more cool. So I was like, Google has two O's, so what? if FluGuard has two O's, and, and you know that was a mistake. <laughs> you know why? Because people call me logo art now. Sometimes oh, I'm like, oh shoot. Yeah, but I'm stuck with it. now. I'm not stuck. I could change it, but I'm like I'm technically like changing it now. You know. Yeah, after everything in a way and kinda of stuck with it. So I just hope to get, you know <laughs> to get less of that logo art and more of the Lugart um you know, vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where it comes from, from Lugar. Yeah, so yeah. Lugart. And that's I just added a T at the end, so Lug art and that's um that's where the company name slash artist name comes from
0: so yeah so like it's so it's still you it represents you it's like you know it's and like would you call this a brand as well
1: because i know at the
0: beginning you're saying uh, like not really company it's it's me like i'm the artist but like would it also be your brand like
1: so so i have a company obviously because (laughs) i get money for a service so i have no choice to have a company uh but it is a brand, and I think so, so this is the crazy part when you 're an artist and you create, you, you create your own brand your brand is what you out you put out at the end of the day like it 's not a logo i don 't have a logo really I have a logo it's just blue with a little circle and i 've been thinking of a logo that rep- represent most of my artwork or myself t- so I feel like i I need to get attached to like some kind of visual identifier that i haven 't figured out yet it 's coming okay it 's been five years in the making um so it's 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 a brand, yes. The brand is the style of illustration, the output that I I put I I create into the art, word, art world. And this is where you see like the bold lines, the circular anchors, which people ask me, what is that circular anchor? You know, like on my on my on my cityscapes, I have these like circles that are sometimes at random spots. I'm not sure what they are, okay. But I know that they come from. I just realized this. I think they come from my love of Super Nintendo and Nintendo. You know, like Super Mario, where he used to go on the map? He yeah. had those circular anchors. And I was like, I, I I thought of this, like, no joke. I was like, why am I always drawing this, these circular anchors everywhere? It's like a level in my head. You know, it's like a it's like a place. It's uh, oh. Super Mario 3. That's where they came out with the, those circular anchors, I remember. And that's one of the games that's resonated with me since my childhood until now. I just realized this. No joke. These circular anchors that I draw were, were connected to Nintendo probably like two weeks ago. <laughs> like two weeks. Like <laughs> we are in 2021. I, I thought of it. I was like, whoa. At the Beginning, people were like, Oh, it's probably like La STM, you know, the Metro. Oh, metro. yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, No, no, okay. And people associate my artwork to the uh, the brand of La STM sometimes, They're like, Oh, you guys just copied them. I'm like, No, I if you look in time, I came out with my things probably at the same time they came out with the new branding. There's no way like I, I saw any you of them, you know, yeah. like I. And I, I didn't inspire myself from that. But it's, it's such a coincidence that line art became such a thing at that point. You know, they, they had this like. I, I love their brand, by the way. It's stunning. I feel like using public transit in Montreal just because of their brand. <laughs> yeah. right. I forget all the years I've, I've used the public transportation system there. I'm like, oh, I love their brand. I just want to be in their brand, like in the metro. Prochaine station, go You know, like it feels good. <laughs> right? that's how a brand can be super deep you know to, to, to people and I, I want to be I, I, you know what I do want to have a brand that you know people are like ah, oh, I like the Lugard brand it's so fun it's it's something that's it's fresh you know it's it's fun it's interesting it's different you yeah. know um, a lot of the artwork out there is beautiful but a lot of it is starting to look the same you know what I mean yeah those those you know those like hand drawn people with little heads at the top, like oh. everyone's doing the same thing <laughs> you know um, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, I just... I need to stay out of that... I need to be fresh all the time, you know? Lugard brand, I feel.
0: Yeah, I feel like when people see that something's working, then they're all gonna go and try it out. Because they want to, yeah. you know, and they want to follow that, too, right? Yeah. Um, I try.
1: My luke mojis are the opposite. I put big-ass heads on, like, little bodies. <laughs> so, you know what? That's counter-trend. Boom! Shakalaka! <laughs> and that's I'm messing perfect. around, by the way. For all the artists, I, uh, like you do what you love doing and I love doing these things. It's just, it's not on, it's not with the trends nowadays, but it's in my trend.
0: Well- Right. And I feel like if you don't do what you love, like at some point, you're going to lose yourself in, in the you're going to focus more on the like what's trending than on what do I like to do or like what yeah. ma- brings me satisfaction. It's, focus on the likes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. You don't <laughs> want to focus on the likes. You want to focus on what you like, like yeah. to do. Oh, that was that's a quote right there. <laughs> If there was a quote to put on this podcast, I think that would be it. Unless we find a better one uh, in the next uh, several minutes.
0: I'm going to create a, a Wikipedia page for you, <laughs> Lugart. <laughs> <All your posts.
1: laughs> I, you know what? I thought you could create your own.
0: Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I thought you... there was
1: a good marketing tool. Then Wikipedia is like, uh, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But I mean, you you, you can't create your own page. Uh, so how, someone has to create it for you, anyways. So. Uh, oh okay. Uh, which gives it a good safety. I feel like it's good because people will go to any extent uh, to to get no, no, notoriety in whatever they're doing, True. or you know. And, and I feel like uh, that's that's very dangerous um, in general. Like everyone wants to be like an influencer or a superstar or whatever, and that's that's, that's not the way the real world ever the real world ever world ever worked. Yeah. Um, any, any, any. Like people say, oh, we got smartphones, we got internet. Well, back then they had newspapers and they had like uh, the media uh, on the TV or whatever. Uh, they had the radio back then. We all had a form of like social media or like information um, consuming mechanisms. It's just now like things are much faster, you know. So you, you think, oh, I could get faster, I could get more famous, more quick, or I could get uh, more uh, business quicker because uh, of social media. No, that's not it. If you do shit work, you're gonna get shit results, no matter what. <laughs>
0: Straight up, and 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 like you know, the, the people on social media will be quick to see, like y- you know, like expose you and be like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I'm having a hard time. I'm
1: like, having a yeah. hard time. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. which is scary. Like it's <laughs> like how I'm can not it, hating, but I am. You know, <laughs> well, it's I mean, useful. It's yeah, right. Like I feel like anything you can use it for good, right. To it hasn't like it has a limit and an extreme you know yeah. it, right you like either you go you can't push it too much right you can't go like yeah
1: yeah some days I get tired of drawing the mojis eh by the way uh, no yeah, way I, yeah it's, it's it's not not am not complaining about drawing pictures no, no, <laughs> get, no. get paid to draw wow I mean drawing with mojis like and I feel look here's my little uh uh confession of social media I I I'm, I feel I'm stuck drawing the emojis now holy moly, what? No, I want to draw whatever I want. Uh, but I feel like if, if I don't do that, people will be like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, Look, yeah. I thought you were all about the Luge life. Uh, I'm like, no, I want to draw my cityscapes and stuff like that. But when I do that stuff, people don't care. They're like... No way. Well, I mean, I, I draw it differently now. I do my own experimentations. And yeah. I feel like social media is a good place to experiment things. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you do one one thing... People don't give a shit about it, <laughs> but then like uh, someone who matters, aka who's gonna give through money for your business, will see it. Like that's amazing. I want to that drawing you did, mm, 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 mm. just like that. Okay, maybe they might say it a different accent, like you know that's great. I'd like to have a uh, same thing, but for my company, or, or you know maybe a little different accent, just like this. <laughs> but those are the people that matter you know uh, so anyways I'm just try- tired of drawing the same thing sometimes and I want to draw something different and I feel like I'm expected to draw by who who cares like who cares honestly who cares right
0: <laughs> no you're <laughs> right I feel like it's, it's, I think it happens so, like you know how let's say we take the example of like singers or something like let's say you follow I don't know when when you used to follow a, like I don't know blank one eighty two and then they became more pop or something I don't think they became more pop but if they did you'd be like <laughs> that's <another> oh no <laughs> conversation we <you> got <laughs> like you'd be like oh no I used to follow them because they were like punk rock like I don't want pop yeah. music right like yeah. you, you you we associate people and that that's a mistake we we make and I feel like I've been thinking about that for my own self too like when I write poems or when I write stuff like people will. See me as this person, and then and then I'll write something new. I'll be like, oh no, I don't even agree with who I used to be, <laughs> like whatever. I mean, yeah. used to think. I'll be mean, like, I changed. Yeah. Please put in your head that I've changed. You know? Yes. And they're like, no. Nope. And change is
1: change is critical to your artist development. Yeah. You're not, you're not gonna become an artist by just doing whatever you do forever. Artist is about discovery, also. Like you, you have to, you, whatever you feel like in the moment, you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just. Otherwise, it's not art anymore. It's just it's succumbing to everyone's requirements or like their expectations about you, which brings you back to square one. AKA, become a doctor or a lawyer, or you know, <laughs> yeah. an engineer. No, it's bullshit. Like I don't want to become that again. Like I think of it now, you're making me think about this. Like I don't want to just go back to square one where everyone expects me to do the same thing. And you're an artist who does this specifically. No, you know what? I can still evolve and keep discovering myself. What's tough. Behind doing this in the social space is the f- not people are not going to say you 're a piece of shit because you put a different drawing they 're not going to say that but it's just you feel like you're disappointing some of your following what following do I have like what is who cares you know so you always have to look past all this and remind yourself as an artist as a creator you have to keep following what you want to do otherwise you 're not creating anymore you're just doing what people expect you to to that's mm-hmm. not creating that's just that's producing yeah you know a little difference there
0: and, and and that's the irony it's like people want you to stay in the same but they also want something new so it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> wait like, so what do you want
1: like, do i do i draw lugnoji with a cityscape and then like <laughs> yeah. one day i take this lugnoji away what, what do you guys want a transition like fuck okay, it i don't feel like transitioning today <laughs> yeah right it's funny. But, uh, anyways, uh, enough of the social media. Actually, no, you can keep talking
0: about whatever you want. But, <laughs> no, no. but it, no, no, it, it, it becomes draining. Like, <laughs> yes, it's like, absolutely. Because it's funny. Because I, I was trying to like, um, even if, I feel like you're stuck in a, you, you're part of. Um, if, if you like, once you sign up to like social media, you can never get out of it. It's like yeah. you're you're controlled by Instagram, and it's like you know, oh, you know like yeah, it's yeah. this. Thing. And it's getting
1: even deeper. I don't know if you heard about NFTs and all this uh, this art stuff where you're selling your art on uh, on, the, on the on the on the blockchain. Which is there's a lot of benefits and amazing things. A lot of controversy behind the NFTs, which are I think it's called non fungible tokens. Oh, essentially, you can sell your artwork, your digital art. You know, for a uh, unique token, a unique identifier mm. that's not uh, that people can't steal, and make money off that, and that frees you as an artist, because you're just doing art, and people are buying it, are collecting it. So I, I, I love that. I was like, wow, this is this is the way I want to, to to create. I want to create the shit I like. People pay me for that, and I keep doing that. You know, like I don't want to just create and get, you know. A thousand likes and then that's it. What what, what, about a thousand likes? How do I bank that shit? Like, how do I, how do I, you know, cash that shit out? Uh, You can't. But with now the way that blockchain is revolutionizing the art industry, I'm actually looking into this right now. You can actually do what you like and get paid for it, which is a totally, oh my God, that's a new concept for artists and creators. It's beautiful. Um, It's scary also because you're like, how do I do this? You know, like, where do I go? And again, I tried on several sites and there, you know, there's very, it's very gated as a community again because all the artists are jumping on board. Everyone's trying to find a way to do what they love to do and get paid. There's a common theme right there.
0: Yep. It's, I think that's the whole goal too. Like, it's it's a process of learning. Like, you, you have to see what's out there versus what you do. It's like, kind of a give and take as well. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a, um, it's a game. I
1: <laughs> I love the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when you're in a creative rut, how do you get out of it and what inspires you in general?
1: Oh, showers. We already talked about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Um, Whoops. Okay. So creative rut uh, happens probably um, every contract I get or every project I, I'm on. There's always a creative rut that, that happens. It's it's weird. It's like it's, okay, it's not a rut. It's uh, it's getting to you know, getting to jumpstart your creativity. It's very tough every time. You're expected now. Like I'm getting paid to do, uh, to do this, this piece that's gonna you know help the client uh, their, fulfill their needs or their requirements to communicate something, and that just puts so much more pressure on you as an artist. So uh, essentially, there is no simple answer to this. And I've been reading about this a lot, trying to find, you know, do artists do something? Do they do push-ups or something before? Is there like a a creative process they have to follow? Is there a recipe? There's no recipe. It it varies from artist to artist. Some people like to go outside and walk. Some people just uh, maybe get away from whatever they're doing and then come back later. I find for myself, it's just a start, when I'm in a rut or when I'm in a creative, uh, you know, Velocity. I'm not I'm scared of creating, yeah, uh, I, I just start. That's it. You cannot, there's like, it's like a band-aid you take off, a, a wound. You just have to do it. And once you get into it, sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes. Sometimes it takes two hours. I've had those moments of two, after two hours, I'm like, what am I doing? And then two hours and one minute, it's like, holy moly, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. And it it just, that eureka moment just comes in after two hours and one minute of, like, I am in a flow, you know. And then I I guess there's studies behind how to get into a flow. But my first step is to just simply to start working and start creating. And that that definitely gets me out of the creative rut. But things that inspire me in general, I like, obviously, uh, you go on the – I don't even do the social media thing anymore where I Google images and look at stuff because that just brings me to hope, to the same thing everyone sees already. Client pays me to do something original for them. I'm not just going to... Unless that's the, the brief, just take existing graphics and like animate them, whatever. I'm not just going to create something that already exists or just mimic something. I'm going to try to always put my DNA in there. But regardless, what inspires me is like, you know, landmarks, uh, vehicles. I like cars, Um uh, and people, I, I guess that's what inspires most most artists. I like uh, I like drawing buildings. Like you know, uh, if you see my 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 artwork and my my maybe my library of, of creations, there's always like an Olympic stadium in there. I love that building. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a you know, I love that shape of that building. It just gives a dynamic feel to any piece of art I put in there problem is it's only in montreal so if someone from like ottawa is asking for something ah give me something dynamic and cool i can't just put in the olympic stadium in there you know it's like (laughs) that's not part of the landscape there um vehicles i love drawing uh like uh, you know buses i love drawing like transportation people moving from one point to one to another point on the line art it just feels great i don't know why so that inspires me too and recently i started uh Creating people in my cityscapes a lot more, you know, with a very minimal look, uh, just, uh, you know, a head, a little body, uh, part of the city lines as well. It just makes everything more human overall. Not Luke Moji's in there, just like yeah, little yeah. people. So I guess that's what inspires me um, to start creating. So I always take reference references from the web. I look, okay, what does a building look like? What does this building in this place look like? How can I draw a cooler building? It's so all little things like that. How can I minimize this building to make it in three lines, you know? Uh, so things like that. Yeah. Constraints. Oh my god, actually. Constraints inspire me.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I, oh, I see what it's you mean. Best.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Example. I've had this contract uh, with yellow pages where they can only use three or four colors, like you know oh, yellow. Yeah black uh, gray like a specific gray and white you know like just actually four colors right there you cannot use any shades in between uh you and, and they hired me for my because um, they like my city lines they're like we love uh, the way you draw your, your mastery of the line how you, you make things uh, kind of like simple our brand is, is our brand is like that we want to be able to draw uh, a sp- specific thing using only these constraints. So when they tell me that I get like turned on I'm like oh yeah really tell me more. <laughs> and I love it because it it pushes your creativity to the next level. So it inspires me to find a solution. There's the engineering behind my uh, you know <laughs> behind behind my uh, background in mechanical engineering. It inspires me to find a solution as if it was like a math problem like how can I make this design happen yeah. within those constraints. I think that's that's something all artists need. Some kind of like base. To
0: yeah, because it's a challenge. Like, yeah. right? I feel like you grow when you challenge yourself because you're like you're doing something you never thought you could do as well.
1: Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, that's what inspires me. I think.
0: Yeah. The-
1: <laughs> Other artists too, actually. Um, I mean, I met this artist online. Uh, I did a collab with her. Uh, it's not yet released because uh, COVID happened and whatever. But I was so inspired by her use of colors and lines, you know, in a different way than mine. I was just like, yo, you wanna just collab? You wanna do something? I'm gonna come up with a drawing, you just color it, or you use your color palette, you figure. And it just turned out so amazing. I can't wait for you to have a piece of that art uh, once it comes out. Yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pieces, uh, 2019, 20, 20, 20, 2020. Yeah, it's 2020. But it hasn't been released yet.
0: Oh. That's exciting. COVID. <laughs> I know. I <Cold. laughs> put everything on. On hold or delayed, yeah, literally, right? yeah, that was on hold.
1: <laughs>
0: from like weddings to like events <laughs> like, to, know, artwork. to artwork. <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
1: That's cool.
0: Do you feel like your degree in mechanical engineering, right? Like, do you still use yeah. it in some ways? Hell oh, no. <laughs> you know how oh, people say like, "Oh, you're never gonna." you know you're never going to lose anything from like studying that you're always going to
1: use it in the future you, you know it's it. such that's the biggest bs okay so two things about studying mechanical engineering first i i oh my god i was so bad at it i wasn't even that good like i almost dropped out the first semester because they had like computers and engineering i was like i hate this course it wasn't even related to mechanical i just i hated it Nah, look at me doing web design and stuff. But anyways, like, <laughs> I, could, I just couldn't believe I was doing this, you know, and uh, I just, I didn't care. Like, okay, well, look, a space shuttle, how do we launch it? Like, I'll let other smart people do that. I'm not that smart. I used to be a bad student. Like, I, I never really, <laughs> I never really did all my assignments and, you know, I used to copy stuff like most engineers did. My cousins went engineering. They told me, Chris, when you're going to get into engineering, like, in the next year, you're just going to copy homework. They were right. I couldn't believe it. They were right. (laughs) I was like, what? So I ended up doing that for four years. One thing it did make me uh, think was, okay, maybe several things, but one of the things that it helped me do was think maybe rationally, uh, think in terms of like everything can be designed, there's a solution to things. uh, There's a kind of like process to create um, whatever it is you're creating. If it's an airplane to a drawing. Uh, and the other thing it it gave me was like, you know, this, uh, this sense of like hustle because I wasn't that good at it. So I would hustle even harder when it came to exam time just because I really – I wasn't that good. Like just – there's no hiding it. You know, I was okay at that thing. So I had to hustle harder to figure it out. I wasn't like those genius kids are like – you know, they see numbers in their head and stuff. I'm like, ah, it wasn't me. So it gave me this hustle. Now, I was watching something online the other day. Elon Musk was talking about – I don't know. It went on the internet. It was on TikTok, I think. And anyways, he's like, someone asked him, like, "What's the value of like a university degree, a college degree?" And he essentially said, "That's that's bullshit." In a way, like he said, all it is is just to show that you can actually hustle. You can work hard. You can do stuff. You can you can you do your assignments and get them done on time and stuff like that. It it doesn't. He says everything you want to learn online. Is, is everyone? Everything you want to learn today is online. It's it's all free. It's it's available. You know, uh, it's what you do with that information that makes a difference. How hard you work at the end of the day. But he said a college degree, man, it's like you're talking about one of the biggest geniuses of the of our of our time here, and he's like it's not really useful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah,
1: know. I don't feel it's useful to me in the sense that I could have had it. I could have get a great job. I got an okay job with it. You know, we get a job. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, I, I it, helped me, it helped me organize myself I'd become a more rational person. Business-wise, uh, I learned everything from my first job as a manager and stuff like that. So I, I learned about invoicing, sales, a bit of here and there. So you, you kind of pick up things outside of school, yeah. as you
0: know. Like, it, it teaches you a certain methodology of work, like more than yes. the work itself. Like, you feel like you're like, oh, okay, I... I it's like the transition between like I'm an adult, but I don't know yet how to adult. So like it's
1: like it's like, it's like I'm teaching. Like, right? it's, like. it's and it's the worst, eh? Because you go to your graduation, you feel like oh my god, yeah, I yeah, graduated. This is like people are gonna run after me. Wow, you know, during the ceremony, you're, like you feel like a million bucks or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Next day kicks in, you're like I ain't shit. You know, it's, it's kind of depressing. Uh, so yeah. What differentiates? I've had I have friends that had the same degree as me that are relatively jobless. Okay. Mm. The difference is not your education. It's it's how you approach life. That's it. I tried to hook people up with jobs I, when I was working in my management job. Like, hey, I, I can help you out. They never got. They they just it's just you know it's wasn't it wasn't their thing. They, it wasn't their cup of tea. Also, so I think I feel like. Maybe they were more honest with themselves, like, I don't want to do this shit. I want to do something else that I love. And they learned that before me. I was like, ah.
0: <laughs> it's never too late, right? I, f- I feel like you got it at the right time, right?
1: Never <laughs> too late. No, kay. never too late. There's no age for that. Uh, some people are lucky to do it when they're like in their teens, or some people are child prodigies to do it early on. Uh, I was about 25, 26 when I realized that art is what I want to do. Oh. You know, vaguely. Like, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do as a living. I always wanted to do it, but this is when I said I can make money out of it. I was like 25, 26. I'm like, uh, it was going to take a lot of hard work. I was real with myself. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm going. You're never sure where you're going in life. So there's, n- there's no way to say, like, if I plan it this way, I'm going to go this direction. There's no way. All you can do is, you know, uh, it's no joke. You can just work your ass off. And uh, the right things will appear in your life based on what you put out there. Anything. If I put art that's good... Yeah. I'm gonna get good clients, and I'm gonna get people that have confidence in my 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 design skills. So,
0: and like go day by day, right? You can't.
1: Or day by day. Yeah. Oh man, the biggest problem is people who are who are thinking uh, too far in the future, or you know, people are stuck in the past or too far in the future, right? Sounds cliche, but it, you can only really do things on a daily basis. If you're not now in the moment focusing on whatever you're doing, your craft or uh, whatever your job is. You are losing out because whatever you're doing, like you're wasting time at the moment, so uh if you think of like what's gonna happen in two, three years, like you're just wasting time right now, you know uh you can say i wanna I have a plan, but today I'm gonna work towards a plan by doing the following tasks, the following work uh there's no genius behind it, it's just like it's a hustle, it's a constant hustle, yeah
0: yeah, uh there's like you said, no genius behind it, and I feel like. As you hustle, you learn to right. Like this is how you you figure it out. Like
1: you come up with a process with yourself. Yeah. For example, if someone says, "I need a piece of uh, an illustration," I have like a week. Here's a budget, whatever. Okay, cool. I know I, I have less time to think and procrastinate, but at the end of the day, I can. I have a process where I can like give something that's good enough. Almost that's very good. You know, I've worked my ass off to give something that's very good where the client's going to be happy. I know that the client's going to be happy with this. Uh, so, uh, but that takes years of in the making. It's not like, oh man, I got to come up with the perfect solution. Inspiration hasn't hit me yet. No, it's just like, like I say, getting into that flow, that <laughs> two hours and one minute and it happens.
0: So, It's discipline too. Like yes, you can't always yeah, yeah. depend on inspiration or like Oh, it hit me like
1: you know, like. Oh man, the days the days fly by because they're so organized, uh, or there's there's something happening every. Like I, I know I'm not supposed to be uh, too organized in life, but at the same time, you have no choice if you want to put out put out great stuff. You have to organize yourself. Uh, almost, you have to compartmentalize the things you do in a day, to give yourself a chance to, to for different things to, to create great work to uh to still be a family person be with your friends uh to for your body workout uh like all these things are interconnected but you have to organize that and you have to you have to set goals uh for that on the daily
0: what's the moment you're most proud of and like and you know meeting justin Trudeau, (laughs) the prime minister (laughs) and like and not just that like when when people started, like, or famous people started to see, like, hey, this is my loop motion and, like, sharing it on their social media, their platform. You know, oh,
1: that's a... Okay, so, uh, Prime Minister, uh, when I met him, and I, I, I can't believe I even had the chance to do that. That was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime chance to even give him a piece of, the, of my art that was, like, relevant to myself. You know, like, oh, my God, he's holding... So that was cool. He's a first of all, he's a chill guy. Like he's (laughs) he's the prime minister, but he he uh, literally he he laughed and he he's like, this actually looks better than me in real life, you know? (laughs) In front of people, it was so funny. I was like, I was it was it was a wholesome moment for me and a great moment for me. I can tell my my kids like, uh, hey, I uh, gave my my artwork to the prime minister one day, and that's that's super cool. Uh, So it was a great feeling, a feeling of achievement, uh, something that I'll cherish um same same vein when you have famous people that you know uh, back your art you know support it or share it or like promote it there's that feeling of high that you get you know like first of all like I remember Mark Anthony. You know, Mark Anthony, the yeah. singer, like, okay, why did you even ask that? Like, has, <laughs> no, okay. a million followers. I don't know, like, sometimes some generations, yeah, like, who's yeah. Mark Anthony? You know, I, I'm at the point where I'm saying, like, Snoop Dogg, and people are like, who? <laughs> no like, way. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, kids are like, do, do you know a song, a Snoop Dogg? Like, Snoop, I love Snoop. Do you know a Snoop Dogg song? You're like, ah, uh, you know, like, Snoop is like my, 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 uh, I love Snoop Dogg, you know, as an artist, as a rapper, whatever, just his vibe. Long story short, anyways, Mark Anthony. Let's go back to that guy. So when he shared my artwork on social media, the first thing I did was call my mom because I know she was such a big Mark Anthony fan. I wasn't a big Mark Anthony fan. I was like, whatever, like you know, let's do it because I was doing like celebrities and stuff. And the, she was like, Oh my god, I I love Mark Anthony. He is son. my son. You made you work for Mark Anthony. I'm like, No, I didn't work. He just it's a social media. Thing. I had to explain to her the whole, you know, what what just happened. Uh, but uh, it was a great feeling. Uh, people know that person. They're like, wow. It gives you as an artist this kind of like minim- minimal credibility. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, rev- not a review. Like, um, what, what is that called? <sighs> credibility, I guess. You know, like you go on someone's website and it's like, wow, he worked with this. He did artwork for this guy. He was on Forbes or he was on this and that. And you're like, wow, that's so cool. He must be a great artist. So it gives you a little of that, which is... Okay, it's great, but it gives you the moment, that feeling of achievement. Like, I mean, almost like as if, oh, wow, I've been working for this all my life. You're not working for, for you're working for those moments. You yeah. know, I, I feel like you're working for those moments, not for money or anything. Like, those are moments that you, you'll be like, oh, my God, I I had that moment. This is a crazy moment. I'm fortunate I got several of those moments for, like, different, you know. I remember Russell Peters commenting on one of my things I was like, holy shit, Russell Peters. Wow. You know, he's, I love Russell Peters. You know, Casey Neistat. Yeah. Um, I, he was at an event that I was in Toronto, and he was, I didn't even know who Casey Neistat was back then. Holy moly. And then uh, later on, when I figured out he was like one of the biggest YouTubers, was like, I didn't even have a photo with this guy. But he had a photo with my Luke Moji, and that was super cool on Twitter, you know. Uh, the best moment, though the best moment was uh, you know Impact de Montréal obviously uh, the, the soccer team they have a fan club called 1642 and they're not called Impact anymore obviously you know they're called Trip de Foot Montréal but uh, they had a, they have a fan club called 1642 Montreal and they're like a diehard fan club you know like uh, the biggest one for that team they get the you know they get the seats behind the goal every time and uh the leader of that uh, of that pack I'd say of the fan club was like hey man um, he approached me like two three years ago he's like it's the 25th anniversary of uh, Pac de Montréal, of their season or whatever and we we went through a bunch of artists Montreal artists and we we've selected you to be the the, 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 the face of this 25th uh, anniversary on this on the debut day you know the first match. We wanted your artwork to be there in the Montreal city line. And I was like, I wasn't sure what was going on. I was like, okay, so you want to use my artwork? You want to pay for it? What, what's going on? It's like, we want to put it on a banner, which is called a TIFO. A TIFO is like a, a banner they have. I guess it's in Italian where they have it at the soccer game and they just put it in the stadium. And it's, it's, it's huge. It's like, it's it's huge. I don't know how huge it was. Anyways, I was like, look, I would be very happy. Uh, to do this and I just want to know like what's in it for me like he's like well everyone's gonna see your artwork in the stadium it's gonna I'm like what oh cool okay so it's like a big banner and I said the only thing I'd request is that you put my name Lugart on it so you know in case whatever I just have credits to the artwork and uh, they said the only thing we requested maybe you put like the soccer ball in there with 1642 MTL our name and I was like okay no problem so ultimately it was the best thing ever because on that day uh there's a photographer who caught like uh several photos of like the fan club lifting up the tifo in the air with my city line up there and it's it's like my art was with the people yeah and i am never I, i hope i never get a better moment than that as an artist because that was like it is with the montreal people in one of the most hardcore montreal fan clubs ever in a soccer stadium, the Saputo soccer stadium would like, in the most Montreal place, uh, uh, and I couldn't have a better use for that piece of work. That was a personal piece, right? Uh, Ultimately, the Montreal city line never meant to be sold or anything. It was just my piece, my brand, whatever. And I, I said, if I had to sell the rights to it, it would be for that moment, not to that not to that not to anyone not to the team not for that moment if I could get you know and I got it then I was that was probably my favorite moment ever would for my artwork uh, being uh, in a very visible place
0: yeah it's crazy how an artwork like when you create it it's yours but when you put it out and then people like use it for good in a way or like they feel like it's theirs too it's like I love
1: that oh it's the best
0: it it brings people together like you know yes
1: and that's, that's, you know, like people are like, well, what do you do as an artist? You know, and like I draw stuff, blah, blah, blah. No, but what is the social uh, uh, impact it has? You know, and to, to say like, and I, I, I actually have some pieces that have been, you know, uh, used for social impact here and there. And this is one of them that I'm like, yeah, man, this is like, this is why I'm an artist. People are together because of this. And it talks, it speaks to people. People want to be part of this. They use my art to gather and to like be, 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 together. We're a fan. We're a Montreal team. You know, I was like, Holy moly, you ain't going to get better than that. You know? Yeah. Man. So, well, that's great. That's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. No, thanks for sharing. Thanks for making me think about these amazing <laughs> snippets.
0: Well, it's always good to like, look back. Cause sometimes we can like get carried away too, or just depend on always uh, achieving that high. And then, you know, we can't always do that. Like I'm yeah. thinking of J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, but after Harry Potter like that was it. Right?
1: Like, <laughs> you know? J.K. Rowling. Revolutionary book.
0: Yeah, right? Like yeah, it man. changed it like all those movies and like how it changed like it's not just kids lives, but like adults too and like
1: yeah. I, I, well, I uh I loved reading because of her her way of writing. Like it's so accessible. I was like, I'm not a reader, right? So when I read her book I couldn't put it down. Crazy. The first Harry Potter, I couldn't put it down. Did I read the other ones? Not yet. No, but, I mean, I have other <laughs> things to do here and there. But I mean, uh, I remember reading. I was like, wow, this is like, I, f- I could see the characters. And when you see the movie, it's like, oh, me moly, that's exactly what I was thinking in my head. Like, that's how much of a crazy, that's how much of a great world she built.
0: Yeah. So what are the ups and downs of like being an artist and having our own brand and like the best part and the least favorite part?
1: Least favorite part is feedback. I think we're all in the same, like, you know when you send something and you're like, you get that email back and like, ah, feedback. No matter what, always triggers that imposter syndrome. Like, am I the right person for this job? So that's the worst because it can bring down a crazy rabbit hole of like self-doubt. So I think the, what I what what still bugs me to this day is feedback, and I, it'll never stop. It's normal. It's just you. don't want to get criticized. Mm-hmm. So as an artist, we're in a very subjective world, feedback is a reality. It's very rare. You have to put that in your head. It's very rare. People be like, "That's perfect," and when they do, you thank them. You're like, I, "That's the reason I feel better today." You know, because they didn't give me feedback; he just loved it. And that's amazing. That's the best feeling. There's a feeling of success, you know? But feedback is a reality that's very tough to deal with as a creator. Yes. Best parts? Man, there's so many good oh, parts. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough to, like, I just named some of the little things that happened to me as an, as an artist. Uh, best part, I would say, is... Um, it's weird, actually. Best part is having a coffee. And just getting ready for like to, to start drawing. Right? I just—that's your job. Because I used to have a job where I was always on the phone. I had to like deal with all these problems and stuff when I worked at an elevator company. Uh, people call me for problems. That's it. Holy moly! And then some, at the end of like five years there, I just want to do anything else. The fact <laughs> I forget. Yeah, this is no phone. I no joke. I wanted to throw my BlackBerry away back then. Blackberries, right? <laughs> so it, now the fact I sometimes forget I had that crazy stress job that i didn't want to do deal with people's problems all the time that i I wasn't even good at i was okay you know now i get to sit down have a coffee and just get to drawing web designing animating how lucky am i so that's just starting your day with a nice cup of coffee and then getting into this creative life that's the best part you know what that is i can't forget that Thanks for reminding me again, Maria. (laughs) No
0: problem. (laughs) I didn't even know I was doing that. (laughs) (laughs) This is
1: like a really insightful uh, uh, meeting uh, between us for me to learn about myself. So I uh, appreciate this. Yeah.
0: No, I appreciate that too. Because I I always feel like, especially as an only child, like it's always about me. But now it's about people. So I get to learn about (laughs) others. (laughs) Merci. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Has your creativity changed during the pandemic?
1: I think it has for everybody. Okay. Luckily, um, uh, there was a lot of constraints. Uh, I do government stuff, uh, government graphics and animations and web design as well. And during the pandemic, that was one of the places that flared up the most. They wanted, they needed proper communications, and I had, I think, I had one of the most creative periods during. Uh, early COVID, like April to probably twenty to the end of 2020. Um, maybe even like a little before that, I'd say maybe July. Uh, April to July, where I had to like design a brand, a new brand uh, to, to try and, you know, which was eventually taken, it was a starting point for a bigger thing that became the, the new brand for the coronavirus uh, communications uh, government of Canada. Uh, there was a lot of other um, communication uh, things that, You know, just so inspiring because you had to like figure out I worked with behavioral scientists to find which graphics, what type of graphics would communicate better to certain populations and stuff, you know, about different aspects about the coronavirus uh, pandemic might it be vaccination, might it be like, you know um, hygiene etc, etc. So I'd say I was lucky to have those kind of creative uh, briefs and tasks during that period because I was so insp- I remember being so inspired and so stressed because we had to act quick. We had to design quick. I stayed late up. I, I stayed late at night. Uh, had me- so many meetings and stuff. But ultimately, yeah, uh, coronavirus turbocharged a certain part of um, my graphic design uh, learning. Yeah,
0: yeah. There, I feel like it, it's been a. There was a lot of positive, like positive sides to it. Like it yeah. for me, it gave me more time to write. Which I didn't do when I was in Ottawa, like yeah. for a while, yeah. You need
1: that time. You need that time uh, to, to, to 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 rekindle with your craft, you know, and to find yeah. the purpose of well, why why am I doing all this? You know, like you're like you're like stuck inside with all all, all these issues outside. Uh, you don't know how to deal with a lot of the emotions and stuff. So being able to run to something that can make you feel better. Yeah, it's, you're so, you're lucky if you have that, right? Mm. Uh, we were all lucky. Some people didn't have that or didn't get into it. Uh, they got depressed. They got the anxiety. They still, there still is a lot of this right now. So yeah, uh, lots of pros and cons about about about. Sure. More cons ultimately, but like if you yep. can try to find the pros in this, we're lucky. Yep. We're very fortunate and lucky.
0: And we can get through it, you know, more easily. Yes. Yeah yeah um okay so any tips for aspiring artists who want to you know make it in the same industry or you know or work in the arts illustration
1: i feel like uh, i feel like i'm 80 years old giving tips you know but i know, that's, I know like, <laughs> okay, that's if not... i can give tips as soon as i can like this is what this is what i like doing helping people that uh, that are looking for a path to get into design um so I, I know a lot of cliches, like don't give up on your dream, right? Like I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was a kid. I'm pretty close to that now. Yes. I, I do comic books and stuff. Like, <laughs> are I, we going to see movies. some? Uh, yeah, you can see comic books. I have comic books. Some are R-rated, so I can't show those. Uh, they're, oh. they're funnier. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd say, yeah, don't give up on that dream because uh, if it makes you happy, it's going to probably make other people happy. If you, you can find happiness in that thing, your clients will find the same happiness in there. There's always a niche for people like the, who's going to find your stuff amazing. So don't give up on your dream because you might be you know, giving up on yourself. And the way to look at it also nowadays in graphic design or in illustration or any kind of art is there's a lower uh, entry barrier. Like there's a lower barrier, barrier to get into it. Like – a lot of free software out there, a lot of things you can just start experimenting with without paying thousands of dollars for licensing and stuff at this point. You have so much inspiration online. You can just copy other people's work and then practice on that. You know, So there's no reason not to start being an artist or graphic designer. The only thing that's going to stop you is how hard you're going to work. That's it. That makes sense. And you have to work harder than anyone. Uh, but at the same time, I find it important. I'm realizing this with COVID and everything, uh, where we work twice as hard, you have to rest even more. So if you work super hard, like especially creative work, if you work super hard, it's like as if you were working your body super hard. If you don't rest uh, as much, you will burn out. You will not be creative anymore. So rest is a key element for creativity. And I'm learning that on the spot, lens. but. But uh, something that I knew, you know, I don't. I thought uh, the more you work, the better. No, you need your 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 rest away from art. And the last thing, I'll bring it again up. It's uh, the whole social media thing. Don't judge like your skills or your 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 capabilities or your passion with how many people are following you on any fucking platform. That's that's all bullshit. Okay, uh, be thankful for the ones who are behind you, who support you, who give you that like who give you that little, uh, you know, uh, feeling of happiness that you need to get through these tougher days. But if you are designing for the sake of a like or a follow, you will be in the wrong business. Mm. You will not last long. Uh, so yeah, don't give up on your dream. Work hard, but like rest a lot. And then uh, do what you love. Don't 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 judge your worth as an artist by, uh, you know, social media and stuff like that. So... That's that's some of the stuff I would say that come to mind right now.
0: But did you ever f- feel like you had to prove yourself, like, that, or or people around you all the time, like you had to work harder for that? Yes,
1: oh still to today. Now, like now I can chill because I remember like my, my parents were never like um, they're the most supportive people, but they never believed that art was going to be a, a way for me to, to survive. Yeah. they thought i was going to eat my drawings or as you know i wanted to be i wanted to be a classical pianist when i was a kid they said you're going to eat your notes you know so anything in arts was for them was not an option because of where they came from from their background immigrant background they're like yeah well if you want to make it here yeah uh, you, you have to find a job that's going to make money and for them art was not even a, an option mm. the day i started paying my mortgage with my art like, fucking amazing you know like my dad looked at my artwork. My dad's very, he's very nice. He just, sometimes he has a little rough edge, you know? He's like, they paid you to do that? <laughs> uh, and I think that was when I was like, you know what? I'm done. Because I mean, I'm not, not I'm done. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't need to prove this to anyone. If I'm able to live on my own, pay my mortgage with this, uh, yeah, I got the support I need. <laughs> my clients, my friends, my family, whoever. Like, it's just... It's a it's a change of mindset. You have to educate the people who don't know, you know. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather my my children be artists than the doctor. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. It's I'm like I know that I can. I, it works for me. <laughs> I can make it work for you, or you can make it work. Uh, I know people who are doctors, like my brother, and they work like probably a million times harder than, than than a lot of people. You like you think doctors are like driving Ferraris and shit. They work so hard. And that you have to love it, you know. So, uh, for me, it wasn't for me. So if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be able to excel at it. Hmm. You, they paid you for this. Sh- yeah, they did that. Sure, <laughs> Baba. <laughs> Come.
0: On. But they it, did. yeah, I think it's always funny when I used to take pictures for Instagram and things like that. My parents were like, "I don't get it. Why? Why are you?" Like, why this picture, why do you need, like, what is this Instagram thing? <laughs> like,
1: what? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what is the world about now?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's right like, you know? give give us a crash course on that, because, <laughs> like, we're not following you. <laughs> like,
1: you know why? Because it's not print. It's not printed.
0: Yeah. Listen to
1: this. Uh, it was on the same van about, about my, uh, as of, uh, as the um, the fact that my dad was like, they paid you for this? It was actually for the Yellow Pages contract. Oh, when the yellow pages book, which no one uses, appeared on the front door, then it's like, oh my god, it's, it's, it's his art. It's you know he did this. <laughs> okay, so that it, it was printed. <laughs> if it's digital, the digital world is a very um, yeah. It's like oh, it shouldn't be paid. You know, people still have the mindset like, uh, can you do me my can you do my emoji? Like, can you just you could? There's this link. or right, you continue the link? But like. And, uh, you know, can I just do my little <laughs> There's a link uh, to buy it on the shop there. If you just click, it's going <laughs> to give me money. For, <laughs> They're to, like, nope. <laughs> okay, I'll think about it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, my, my con- the conversation's over in my head. <laughs> you know? <so. laughs> digital. It's digital. It's not real.
0: Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's how it was with my book because I printed my first book. I didn't make yes. it, you know, and so I had copies at home. And at this point, I was like, you know, I just take it. <laughs> like, I understand yeah. <laughs> you won't buy it. It's fine. Like not everyone, right? But
1: it's it's tough. It's a tough thing to, to yeah. prove that, uh, you know. Uh, but a lot of people see value in whatever you're doing. Uh, so I think the idea here is whatever you do, there's going to always be people who see value and see people who see it as being. Uh, no value like they'll be like yeah this, what is this bullshit you know like it's like anything else you, you see a house on the hill someone's gonna be like i'm paying ten thousand dollars for it for something I'm, I'm paying a million bucks for it why location location or whatever or it's beside a lake mm. they see the value of us they see the the, the 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 what's around it you know and the value behind it you're always gonna have people who are gonna see value in whatever you do it's people who won't see value the only the only difference between what makes you successful and not is you associate yourself with people who see value in your stuff and you make money out of it. You you do, you know, that's, that's it. That's really good. Actually, you should probably quote that.
0: (laughs) Note (laughs) it for the (laughs) Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) How do you see yourself in five years or in the future or in the near future? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever is easier to Uh, visualize. (laughs)
1: Look, I I I, uh, so I started working out a lot, uh, running every day, every two, three days, uh, and I feel like health is a big part of my life. I think the first thing I would say is healthy uh, and happy. Like without that, it's fucking shit. Like everything's shit without that. Uh, So healthy and happy, okay. I always say that because it's it's the most important thing. My wife reminds me of that uh, when I when I get like those down moments, and the only way to be healthy and happy is to act upon it. Work out, be happy, just be grateful and everything. So five years, I want to be healthy and happy, and I want to be with my kids drawing like on a mural or something like, like on my wall, maybe even on our our house wall, you know, somewhere. Like, and Joyce comes out, she's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "We're just drawing a mural, mommy." (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, that's just happy in the sunshine, our backyard, drawing with my kids,
0: uh, and healthy and happy. That you know that the best uh, pleasures of life is the most simple, you know. Yeah, the simple.
1: So I wanna, I, I definitely wanna make sure that uh, Joyce approves of the artwork we're gonna do on <laughs> okay. the wall of the house. So when she sees this, she can understand that I've been planning this for several years, five years, because this is the question, five years, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, I wanted to definitely uh, be be part of this, uh, be part of this in five years. Favorite food? Fried chicken. Wow, that was quick. <laughs>
0: Favorite childhood memory?
1: Sorry, Google uh, woke up. Uh, I don't know, I said fried chicken. <laughs> Google, My Google Home was like, listen to this music on Spotify. Maybe it's about fried chicken. Anyways, oh, sorry, I missed that. My favorite childhood, childhood memory. Uh, favorite childhood memory is, uh, the clearest one I have is uh, being on uh, at the beach with my dad on his shoulder uh, in Abu Dhabi in the water, warm water and the like, sunshine. Uh, favorite childhood memory.
0: Yeah. Favorite artist slash artwork?
1: Uh, artists like music or just uh, uh,
0: more uh, like illustrations or like visual. Art or, yeah, oh, Stanley
1: Stanley Stan Chow. Chow.
0: Um, well, favorite okay. favorite color. Black. <laughs> no way for someone. So, <laughs> I was it's not expecting. even a color;
1: it's like a shade. <laughs> Do you have a specific black? shade? Yeah, I, don't, I, I never had a favorite color. Um, black because I can draw with it.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, no, that I like the explanation. <laughs> Favorite season? Spring. Favorite music or musician or singer or vocalist or
1: album? Oh, that changed a lot. That changed a lot. But uh, right now, Chili Gonzalez. Okay. Favorite book or movie? Amadeus. The Mozart movie there.
0: Okay. Um. So good. Yeah. Nacho Libre. So good, too. Which one? Nacho Libre. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll take it Jack out. Black, black. Yeah. <laughs> Three things you you do on a rainy or like stormy day.
1: Um, I was going to say hot chocolate, but that's cliche. And that's bullshit. I don't even do that. Play video games. <laughs> uh, learn how to code. Uh, and just uh, sketch, draw. Um, uh, play piano. Actually, play piano. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Y- y- play y- piano.
0: You've started piano like since your...
1: Maybe 11 years old. Yeah, 11 years old. But I, I I, just recently got back into like just fiddling again, playing with notes and stuff. Composed.
0: Do you compose your own?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just a hobbyist now.
0: Okay. <laughs> Two, three things you'd pursue if you couldn't pursue like illustrations or... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought... Of... <laughs> I know after this whole conversation, I still ask that question. <laughs> it's because I saw
1: Bowser, my pug. Oh. So I'm like pu- pug breeder. <laughs> uh, composing music. Okay. And uh, sometimes I feel like I can cook, but I'm not really that good. But chef, you know, chef. Yeah, chef.
0: Is is uh, is um, Bowser like a, a like great inspiration to or like you know? Oh my god, he's
1: everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> Check the yellow pages book that I made. He's oh
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, favorite place in the world. Like, by place, it doesn't have to be, it could be a city or a country or a region or whatever, but it could also be like, I don't know, your favorite bookstore. Like, you know, like it could be anything. Oh, man. A train station. Like, you know, like.
1: Wow. Uh, oh, man, there's several. Um, I was going to say um, there's two. There's my past life uh, when I was younger, and now, now is probably here in Cantley on a sunny day. Like, just, there's nothing that beats that. But also I love that feeling when I was at McGill Conservatory of Music just on the stage of a uh, yeah uh, the, the grand piano right there and I'm about, about to play scary moment great moment I just love it oh,
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's cool.
0: So you, you 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 had some like like aside from your
1: Oh yeah, I used degree. to be, uh, I used to be very serious with classical piano. Um Geez, like when I was uh, probably 15. Between the ages of 15 and nice. 20. I did competitions and stuff like that. A lot of stress. Uh, but Again, another artist's life direction. I wasn't sure if I was going to go there or not. If you're not number one, you're
0: nothing. That's what it is. <laughs> Depressing as hell. That's, that's all I had. Um,
1: Man, how yeah. dare you make me rethink my whole life. I love it.
0: <laughs> Thank you for sharing all that. We hope you liked this episode. And if you did, please write a comment, send us your feedback, share it and follow the About Us podcast on Instagram and follow our guests. Thank you so much for your support and see you next time.